dating genres was The Littlest Groom. It's called Pounce with The Dave. Littlest Groom. And you know what? It was starring a, oh. a bunch of midgets. And the, no, it was a midget dating a bunch of other midgets. And Little people, Dave. No, it was the littlest, Lord. littlest groom, and the name of the midget was Glenn Foster. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll find the DVD now and we can watch it. That you mean, little you, Canadian You mean guy. that Canadian midget? Yeah, that Canadian midget. <laughs> I love you, Dave. Uh, I love you too, Scott. I love you, Dave. I love you all. Hey, my bros are here. And it's it's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast, episode 26, dudes. Um, No way. We are available on uh, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if if you listen to this podcast, please, uh, can I stress to you uh, to go and do a review of the show. uh, And reviews are great. You'll get this coffee mug and a towel. And if you're a fat white girl, call Dave Button. You know what? (laughs) You know what? My Starbucks order... My Starbucks order is the is the exact same thing I look for in a in a woman. Grande blonde. <laughs> Grande blonde, thank you. And don't worry, there'll be room for milk and cream. Okay, we are available on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, our uh, tweet, our uh, Twitter handles are uh, Sean at Sugar Jam S U G A J A M and Scott. Um, I think the easy way to find me is uh, MCC, but S-C-O-T-T-M-C-C, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our guest today was Christina Walkinshaw. Christina. Okay, Christina, what, uh, tell us your, how people can get in touch with you on uh, Twitter and the Facebook. And, and Tinder. Well, you can put your hand on me or you can <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Walkinsauce. W-A-L-K-I-N-S-A-U-C-E, like sauce. Okay. Like spaghetti sauce. And it's the same on Instagram and Tumblr and, and all our, that stuff. Yep. Nice. And our subject today is dating. Well, okay, and 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 you can find me on Twitter at oh. Dave Martin World <laughs> and DaveMartinWorld.com. Yeah. Okay. And our have. our topic today was uh, dating and relationships, but uh, we started uh, talking about uh, beer before liquor, uh, never quicker sort of theories, and then we went on to being a comic and social media. And I think we talked a little bit about Bill Cosby, and we we talked a little bit about how um, the Aaliyah uh, movie. We got into that. A bit. We got into the Leah, the Aaliyah movie. Let's say that this episode has no topic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once in a while, it comes back to dating. The uh, but it came back to dating at the end. Right, and then uh, we got a little bit on uh, the fact that with social media, everybody has an opinion. Uh, and that was Scott's opinion on most things. Who'd you vote for, Scott? I voted for everybody. Are you supposed to do the fart sound there? Oh. There we go. And then we get into age ranges and what you look for. Then we get into a little bit about the cocaine drip. And uh, That's then, my favorite part. Can we, get can back we ever to... bring these down to just three topics? <laughs> can we just Well, no, because maybe it? someone's going to be like, I don't give a shit about beer before liquor. But everybody's like, when are they going to talk about the cocaine drip? <laughs> That's why we Nobody need to... likes the drip. I'm this just one's saying. For Nobody you. likes the drip. I don't mind the drip. You're probably up all night. Listen to the if podcast. If they really wanted to get rid of cocaine, if they really wanted to ban drugs, they'd be like, listen. We got to do something. Drip. <laughs> and then drugs would like never be done again. People would be like, I'm not fucking doing drugs ever again. The drip. No, everyone should do cocaine. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> just so the trains so, would never run faster and quicker and sooner. The drip. Yeah. So Nancy like Reagan that. should have been just say no to the drip. <laughs> just say do no. Do every other shit that you want. Just don't do the just drip. Just say no because the just drip. Just say yes to drugs. Then we start talking about yuck yucks and Second City and all the yeah. bullshit. And, and all the bullshit involved in that. 
We get back to online dating. We talk about Sean's wife, of course, Jamila, and how much we're Wait, all a fan. Who's love Jamila. And here we, we are. Love Jamila. All right, episode 26, everybody. Enjoy. The Thriller in Jamila. People are going to be confused. <laughs> Guilty Pleasure. It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Dark Food. With your hosts, Dave Martin, Sugar Jam, and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. It's online dating night, and we're swiping left and right with our special guest, stand-up, Christina Walkinshaw! From a mystery location in Toronto, Canada. Hey, Christina, yeah. this is the third time I'm trying this, but, uh, but you know right. a lot about alcohol. I do. Um, I have a question. Is it true the saying, beer before liquor, never sicker? You know what? I have, I have a lot of theories on that because I feel like, all right, so I recently read that book, Wheat Belly. Have you read that? No. So I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an app? So, I know. I had to kind of interpret Wheat Belly for alcoholics um, because it doesn't really say anything about booze in the book. But uh, it talks about how wheat, uh, when you eat a lot of wheat, you can actually, or like it, it does affect your brain a lot. And when you avoid wheat, you can actually find a lot of mental clarity. So I started. Uh, eliminating beer from my diet. I went two and a half weeks with no beer. I would occasionally have a glass of wine, right? Right. And I have to say, uh, it felt a lot better. Like I really much much clearer thought. Yeah. Thinking? Like I actually noticed a difference. I feel like wow. beer is so fun in the moment, but I feel like beer the next day. Yeah. There's like there's some brain fog. I'm gonna call it brain fog, but there's as well as gas. Oh, I know. Problems. I know. It's like if you really want to be regular, like I think, yeah. I mean, all you have to do is drink a lot of draft beer and eat whatever you want. The next morning, you will shit your brains out. Like that's (laughs) that's par for the course. It's the regret diet. Yeah. What did I do that? But But hey, is it regret? I'm not even hungry. (laughs) I know so many girls who want to poo all the time. So it's just like (laughs) it's not a regret diet. It's like oh, I do poo all the time. (laughs) (laughs) time. But you know what keeps you thin? Yeah. So it's weird because the whole beer before liquor, and I've thought about this a lot, but I feel like maybe it's just don't have beer. Beer, I feel one? like beer is what's fogging us all up. And beer I feel like wine, sicker. liquor. But and then I, too, like, I need a couple of days now to, to come over. If I have a, a good night out, it takes me a couple of days. Like, it used to be like next morning uh, by noon, I'd probably be feeling a little bit better. But now it's just like, no, I'm, a, I'm in a fog all okay, wow. two days. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And then I was reading, I'm reading another book right now. It's called... This is bad that I'm reading no, a book and I can't remember the name of it. But for I'm like the true, and, uh, it's, it's a page turner. You know what? You know what? Stop. I know what reading. it's called now. I got it. Okay, what is it? Oh, it's called the Couch of Willingness, 
And it's uh, by a Canadian author, and she's Named lovely. Maureen Palmer. Now that I go back to the name of the book, I'm like, yeah, Catch a Fullness. Sounds like something he would have written. But uh, it, it's a book about a guy who's a recovering alcoholic and how he would never drink wine. He would only drink vodka because mm-hmm. it took too long to get drunk from wine. But vodka is very efficient. It's true. I mean, I got drunk on vodka earlier this year. I was, I've was i never been so wasted. And, and also the worst hangover. But what's all the other ones? Uh, beer and wine, you'll be fine. Well, liquor before beer, never fear. But yeah, there's a bunch of... Yeah, who wrote those yeah. was the liquor companies, right? Beer companies. <laughs> How can we make them not worry about it? But it is true. I, know. If you, like, I think wine Wine is my... If, I'm gonna, if I was going to like stop drinking beer or like trying to add to myself away from drinking, wine would be the next step because it makes me feel warm and, and I don't drink as much of it. I know, me too. That's why I always think. Yeah. I'm always like, well, I don't drink as much when I drink wine. Yeah. I have like a couple glasses and then I get parched, I need some water and I get sleepy and I go to bed. Yeah. But with beer, beer, it's like in that book, Wheat Belly, it talks about how addictive Wheat Belly, oh, sorry, wheat is and why like when somebody throws a basket of bread you know, on your table at a restaurant while you want to eat all the bread. And it's and not I know, and that's it's like the worst thing for a very diet, addict- too, is- Like, wheat is very yeah. addictive. Well, the bread basket, whenever you go on a diet, they're always like, don't accept the, the bread basket. Just say no yeah, to bread, right? Just say no right? to the bread basket. But I think it's yeah. just the mode to get the butter into me. Like, I don't care about the bread. It's the, And I love the butter, too. It's bread. so delicious. It's oh, so yeah. good. But I feel like adapting that to beer... I feel the same way when I drink beer. Like, if I don't drink beer for like two weeks, I don't crave it. But when I do have a beer, I'm like, this is delicious. And especially me, because I have a hoppy palate. Like, I like a hoppy beer. I like a Mad Tom IPA. I like Cameron's Dark. And I like Tank House. Those are the styles of beers that I like. And you I have one. You don't look like you drink a lot of beer, though. Trust me. You just look at that. No, no. Well, no. What? What? Oh, uh, yeah. Look at me. I'm like love... Jabba the beer guy. I know. Jabba the beer guy. I really... Jabba the beer guy. Bear in mind, I do Pilates. Jojo like... Tega, my boss. I know. I still do Pilates like four times see a that? week. See this that? is the... Like, uh, it, I'm doing okay for what I drink. Remember my... But like, yeah. I, I just... I love hoppy beer. Like, I love it. I love it. I like a good flavorful beer. I... Do you ever but, drink before working out? Uh, no, that no? doesn't work. Because the second you drink, you don't care about anything. Well, yeah, okay. Oh, Dave's here. That, uh, Are we actually taping this yeah, right this now? Is or is this this may be I, I was going to say earlier, we're talking about books. I stopped reading recently. <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> I used to read a lot. Just loosen up your life a lot. I stop sign because I don't read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what ruined it for me? I think university. I have an, I have an English words. degree. <laughs> Fuck words. I, Do not enter. Screw you. Words. Once you have to read, once you have to read, it, it's oh my stuck. god! I think your cat did this to me, yeah, Dave. Look uh, at this. Walker shot got caught. Dave's cat, cat is trying to kill me. Like I have a, have a giant cat. I put some alcohol. Like, uh, do you have any alcohol wipes or anything like that? You guys are all like people are so like cats are so cute. Look at cats on Instagram. Man, man, man. But it's like I think we have to treat animals like people. Like, some animals are really cool and really nice, yeah. but some animals are dicks. I'm sure and clearly, Dave's cat is a dick. Yes. Like, look at this. Look if, at this if I was on cat Tinder, yeah. I would probably not date Dave's cat. I'd go, <laughs> no, there's a history of scratching with that cat. Yes, a history of scratching. Yeah. And a history of uh, rubbing uh, dragging its butt across the floor, which is, is not attractive either. <laughs> well, it matches with Dave, though. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah. Dave is growing a November mustache, a Movember. Well, it's not actually, you know what? I mean, I, I just usually, I end up donating like a hundred bucks to whatever the cause. That's but I such think, a good thing. I would never do that. But I think if someone actually came up to me and just said, hey, can you sponsor my mustache? I'd just be like, you know, go fuck yourself. Just because it's, I mean, just, just the, the, like on the street? just the, uh, well, if, if some random guy came out yeah. to me, that's what I always think is the most ridiculous thing about those uh, A&W commercials where they try to make it look like some random person just gave you a hamburger in the middle of the street yeah. and the person eats it and they love it. And so they have witty like, commentary to go with it. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Apparently that guy's a bit of an a-hole. I heard he, he thinks he's Mr. A&W now. Well, know. I could see how his head might get a little what, inflated. What parts me in November is. is that <laughs> if you already have a mustache, you're left out of the whole thing. No, you're supposed to shave I it know. off and grow it again. <laughs> shave it off and grow it again. Why? Why would I've been a dick because I've done two like uh, spots for November, like uh, average, like big Ooh. spots. No, okay. no, but for nothing, for free, for free. All right, okay, good for you. So I feel like, well, that's like some. That's my money. That's some money towards it. But my brother's doing it now, so I gotta sponsor him. Um, but uh, no, I mean I think it's a it's a good charitable cause, and I think anything that raises money, raises money for uh, men's know, health, men's health is is a good thing. I uh, want mentally healthy men for sure. Mentally healthy men? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, I do. This too. is more about their bum. <laughs> but but I, I feel in like general, you just said mentally healthy men. There are a lot of. But if you see a man with a mustache like that, you go, he's not mentally healthy. After. after <laughs> True. After this true, week with true. Bill Cosby and Gian Gomeshi, there there are a lot of mentally unhealthy men. It's true. I know. I feel uh, like this is a bad time to be a man. It is. If I could just like, yeah. sorry, I know it's like me and three dudes right now, but I feel like this is a bad time to be a it man. It is a bad time to be a man. Like you guys are getting thrown under the bus, and a lot of you with good cause. Yeah, well, and not you some, guys, obviously. And but if you read the news, you guys are finally getting like you finally getting what you deserve. Oh, that's oh, what, oh. shit. But also the TTC bus—they're trying to kill us all. TTC is trying to kill us. They're running over everybody every day. Maybe right? they Someone know dies about a day. <laughs> Louis C.K. did a whole thing about being a white man is amazing. Now, or in the past, you can go back anytime. The, this is his bit. You know, you go back anytime in the past, and you have a table waiting for you. Yes, here you come. But we're going to pay for this shit in the future, and it's coming to roost, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then, On but, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bill Cosby, now, see, The thing about the Bill Cosby thing is, is like, I kind of, I, I, I believe that Bill Cosby has done all this crazy shit that he's being accused of doing. Because but he did it with Jell-O? But <laughs> <laughs> he put the Spanish fly in the Jell-O. Well, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it's Bill Cosby! I know, but that's, that's the ridiculous thing. I know it's thing. wrong, I'm just but, saying. But that's the same thing with the Michael Jackson thing. Everyone was like, but his music is so good, so how could he have molested those kids? It's just like, well, you could be two same things with, at once. Like oh, you, yeah. you can You can ride a bike and be a power lifter. Same with you know? Woody, like, no, I think it's the power thing. It's like the Cub Scout leader. No one used to suspect the Cub Scout leader. They would like, how could a Cub Scout leader be a pedophile? They're, they love children. They're in charge of children. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's you know why what? they it became actually, a public. That maybe that's why they became a, a Cub exactly. Scout leader. That's why Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby goes, I'm going to be a comedian so then I could rape women? No. But, no, but he got into a position of power. He gives, right. to, he gives to it's charities. All power. He gets all these awards, these accolades. So yes, no man. one would respect. Uh, People uh, tell him all the time how great you are and, yeah. and whatever you no want. No one would suspect him. But here's what's interesting about this is now I'm like, I have a new respect for Bob Saget. 
Because at first I was just like, Bob Saget, he's so, like, he's like a clean dad on Full House, but his comedy is, like, so filthy. But at least he was honest about it it for a bajillion years. Like, he's been so, like... Oh yeah, I'm a filthy comic, but he like I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a proper dad on TV. That's like, interesting. Do you think if 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 he got the part on Full House and someone posted a, a video of him on Facebook or Twitter or whatever of yeah. him doing his comedy, he would have lost that job? No, no, no. But actually, but he was told. But but this. But but he's always but, been but so he, honest. Okay, I'm That's what's cool about him. But he was a comedian before social yeah. media, and people That's could post saying. things before, uh, and yeah. people could post things from their phone online and stuff like that. Uh, he was a comic before there was such a thing as online. And once he got the job on Full House, um, the people that produced that show said, "Listen, we want you to stop doing stand up." And he was just like, "Well, if you're going to drive a truck full of money up to my house and going to dump it, you know, on my front lawn every couple of weeks, then yeah, okay, I'll stop stand up for a while." And so he did it, and you know, uh, so he, he stopped being a comedian. And then when st- when Full House ended, he was just like, "I'm going to become a comic, and I'm going to become the comic that I've always ha- always have been." So now the only thing that he suffers from is that people who used to love the show Full House will show up at the shows and thinking that he's going to be the fucking Danny. Tanner or whoever the fuck his character well, that's was. Now yeah. I'm saying, but back in but back then you days, couldn't yeah. do it, so it wasn't even something that you would worry about. Like yeah. back then, someone would literally have to sneak a video camera in to a show, and yeah. video cameras were the size and it was of twenty a, pounds. A fuck yeah. yeah, it was the size of like <laughs> two, it was the size of two cinder blocks yeah, wrapped together. Child, and oh, yeah. and, and there weren't VHS tape in. Yeah, they were VHS kind of plugged this in somewhere. So, so uh, <laughs> I saw it's it. true though. Like oh. social media has changed everything. Like now. We all have to be on our A game. We can't fuck up. If we fuck up even for a second, somebody's going to videotape it, and then we're going to be, like, you know, reduced to a a super embarrassment on the interweb. Well, that's what I I saw someone on CNN saying. That's why, because the Bill Cosby allegations have come before. But it's because of social networking yeah, that, that we're it's getting really the word out this time. Back then, nobody knew. Like nobody was getting words out, right? Like, but well, also, then he set up the thing, me me, with a picture of himself and said, me me, and uh, and then so everyone just did, you know, I like pudding pops, but I also like a rape. Like people were just doing all those, yeah. but those pictures, all they, so he does, it back, so it can backfire on you too. But it can also be used to, to promote yourself. Well, I think Bill's, Bill Cosby's camp thought that just Bill Cosby fans who loved him as from the Cosby him. show would just would subscribe to uh, doing that whole uh, that um, was it mem or meme uh, application, and uh, they would just pr- uh, do nice things. But um, it's uh, but then everybody who was familiar with his whole uh, sexual assault rape allegations, then they those people got on board. And we're like, oh, we're going to do something crazy uh, and and post sort of nasty things. But it was but, a stand-up comic, right? Hannibal something or other. He's well, the, Hannibal, Hannibal but, Burris. Yeah, yeah, Hannibal Burris mentioned you know him. But yeah, uh, I saw. Yeah, I was with him and just for I didn't do that show. I did the Broad City show, but he was there at just for laughs. I went and saw his taping. Was, was he doing that bit? Um, no, not that night. But but, he, but he'd been doing that bit for about six months, and somebody happened to just videotape him illegally at a show. That's the thing. Doing people, the thing, yeah. Yeah, people just illegally videotaping you and taking everything to the cleaners for you. It's so 
It's scary. It's like it's yeah. the it's a, exact it's a, reason I don't like putting things on in, on YouTube. Right. Well, it, it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, because Hannibal Barris has gotten so much attention for posting for someone else illegally posting that uh, Bill Cosby clip. But I mean, the, but the, but the allegations of Bill Cosby being a, a sexual predator has been around for a long, See, long time. I didn't time. notice it was just recently because yeah. Jamila said uh, Bill Cosby was coming, and she said, "Oh, maybe I should go. Maybe we should go see Bill Cosby." And Christine said, um, "No, he's." A rapist and Jamila was like, "Did you know about this?" I was like, "No, this was just a, like a few months ago." But even recently, I know, and I felt bad for Peter Anthony because I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! You're opening for Bill Cosby." I'm like, "Oh, you finally get to open for a big celebrity," and it turns out he's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're opening for him willingly. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! And the roll and the hip and the go. But, but I don't know why creative people. Why are creative people all weird? Why are we all? I feel a little weird. People will jump all over that. Like but, I always said about you know mental illness. And, I'm weird and in depression. a weird way. I am like chronically happy, and but that's weird a, weirder a, than being depressed. What, like, but you're weird in a quirky love. Like a I am way. always happy. I don't know why, but like I can brush anything off my shoulder and be like, oh well, whatever. Like, and that's just as fucked up. That's more <laughs> fucked up than being depressed. You cannot find more people like me. You can find yeah, more people like depressed to people. I don't know why, but nothing. Bo- like I'm just like I block things out of my life like this. Can that's you hear amazing. That that's that's good. Thing. That's yeah, that's something that we all wish we could. I don't know do. why, but I, I have that other power. People's problems on. That's my problem. Someone else talks about the stress about their job. I'm like, I try yeah. and work out their job for them. I'm like, well, you're dead to me. What I want to know is who who do we not know about already? Like in the '80s, right? Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, they were icons. Everyone thought they were so great. And now we know so much more about them. But back- so I'm wondering, who, who, do, who do, are we all looking at now going, that guy is so great? And we don't know. Well, just like a George Clooney or a Matt Damon or something like that. Something but, like but, that. Exactly. Good, good, good but, but, call. Well, I tweeted, wait till you yeah, find out what well. Peter Mansbridge is into. <laughs> fucking, you're oh, <laughs> shocked. But back, but, 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 but that guy. Is that the guy that was off the record? <laughs> no. No, he does the national. That's Michael Landsberg. Oh, my bad. But, no, no, no. But Michael Landsberg. Maybe it was one of those guys. But Michael Landsberg has already come out to say that he suffers from depression and things like that. Is that, that the off the record guy? That's okay. Yes, that's okay. the off the record. I call him Michael All Hansberg. Don't but we I, all? No, I remember serving him one day, and I was like, oh, my God, you're, like, you're a celebrity. He's a beautiful, older Jewish woman. But nobody in my work, <laughs> I know. Just I, your- nobody in my work knew who he was. I'm like, that, that guy's on TV. I swear to God, that guy's on TV. But back in the day, when it comes to like guys like uh, Woody Allen and Bill Cosby, it's sort of like... Back then, you would have like a uh, you'd have a press agent, and people only knew what you what you put out there. Yeah. It's like now, it's like you can accidentally or or people now that everybody has a voice. It's like everybody has the same sort of reach as sort of some celebrities do, well, and, and because of JFK, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of people that got. But but only but the JFK shit only came out like after a well, after he's dead, and 20 years later that we only found out. About, but we kind of knew about the Marilyn Monroe stuff, but all the stuff about him being on crazy painkillers and you know yeah. him being like kind of crazy and the amount of sex that he would have like outside of his marriage, like those only came out. But now that everybody has almost yes. an equal voice and an equal audience, because you just now it's all you need is like a Twitter account, an Instagram, a Facebook account, and you can you can get your message out to just to almost as many people as a PR firm. And because there are all these like you know Gawker. And, and TMZ and all these sites that are almost like this sponge for 
uh, un, sort of uh, unaccountable opinions that they will sort of you know suck those opinions up and spit them out through their own generators of of, uh, of mass media, and so it's just as legitimate to be some anonymous voice as it is to be a yeah, reputable I like that, person. Actually. I like that. I think that's a good. I, thing. Well, I took the TMZ you, tour you, last you, week. You, by you, the way. You, well, I did that too when I was in New York. Oh, did you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know you were in New York last week. I saw your Instagram. You, you, you'll, you'll like it up to the point where in, until the you know the cannons pointed at you. Oh, it's already been pointed at me. Not not to not, not, not in a big way, but I've, I've had it turn on. I've, I've had threats online and things. But like that. But it's true. Fatty Arbuckle. Imagine that today would have been. All over the news, you know. Even like today, I was watching IPVR at the Aaliyah made for TV. Oh, that movie. was horrible. I mean, it was bad. It was horrible. So there's, I, I think the big controversies in that movie were a that they really pointed out the marriage between her and R. Well, Kelly. And but Melissa they, McCarthy played Aaliyah, which I think was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, actually, and I know some people in the movie. That did not look did like you? Timberland, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> Jim Annan was in the movie. Oh, he's great. I know the guy who played Timberland. He wow. was in my acting class. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I feel he sorry was... for him because everyone's picking on. The, I know. The everybody's picking choices. on everybody on that. But movie. it's I not the actor's him. fault. If you get a, if, if your agent calls and says, "Come yeah. and audition for the Aaliyah movie," of course you're going to be like, "Yeah." And then you get it. You're like, "Oh man, I'm playing Timbaland." Yeah. You know of what I really you're think? You're going to be excited. The, the biggest brutality to that movie, and I know it's like whatever. Her family did this because of whatever, but. Oh man, like I really liked Aaliyah, so I was excited to watch this biop. And um, I really hate the the fact that the family didn't give the rights to the music to the movie because it's so frustrating when you're like in this cool part of the movie where it's like, oh my god, Aaliyah's on the radio for the first time. Here's her first single, back and forth. And then, it and then they to cut commercial. to another scene. No, it like, goes right to commercial. The build it's like, up boom. to uh, then she was in Romeo Must Die. Oh, she got the part in Romeo Must Die. And then they just move on because they can't play it's any so music. It's so bad. <laughs> That's what really makes it bad. It's because it's not like I wish all her music was in that movie. It was an illegitimate telling of the Aaliyah story. I know. Her family didn't like, uh, they weren't into it. They were like, we don't want to support this. But it's the same thing with the Jimi Hendrix movie and it's the same thing with the Brian Jones movie that they did a few years ago. It's sort of like, I mean, if the the family doesn't like it and they can't get, you know, approval from the Rolling Stones or the Jimi Hendrix or Aaliyah to use the music... I mean, there's something Don't to be said. bother sa- is what I say. There's, there's something to be said about, well, if the family is giving permission, then, you know, then the script has to go through another filter of people that are going to give their approval of what's to be said. And if someone hasn't sort of lived this very sort of, you know, respectful uh, life, then maybe the family's going to want to wash over that and not to... Uh, you know, give but does the family really think that, that somebody's going to make another movie about Aaliyah's well, life? Yeah, like no, the guy who is her uncle, the manager guy, oh, Barry or whatever. he is, has a plan to make a, a big feature film. But the like problem is that they, they have See, to get but the, it's already. I feel like it's already been done now. Well, they didn't do it right. But Obviously. the problem is if you're going to tell the R. Kelly part of the story, yeah. you need to get him to agree to have the songs. And then he's not going to agree to a movie that's going to make him look bad because let's face it. The real bad part of the story is the exploitation of Aaliyah. And that's what the family didn't like. That's why they didn't agree to And they to glossed the over that part of it, don't you think? They didn't they make him did look enough bit. like a perv, I think. But it, I know they didn't. They made it look like love. Yeah, Can I just say, I thought Timbaland was a line of, line of clothing at Mark's Work Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> can you buy a pair of boots? Timbaland boots? And can, yeah. I, can I just say, who's Aaliyah? Oh, God. <laughs> it's been a long time. Long time. We shouldn't have left you. 
Plenty of room for weight. Yeah, that's another part of the exploitation. I haven't even finished the movie yet. I PVR'd it. Oh, so I have like 20 oh, they minutes don't, left. They, they don't even don't show Don't worry, I know how it ends. They don't like show that part anyway. The boat hits oh, an iceberg. Yeah. It's like they ran out of movie. <laughs> it's like they ran out of money at the end of the movie. They, it, it was so bad. It was just like, oh, we don't. We're just going to have a big long scene where people talk and then just end it because we ran out of money. But here's so another bad. thing we're going back to social media. Like, Back then, if we had social media, we all would have known in a heartbeat that R. Kelly and Aaliyah got married. Like, there's nothing that's left yeah, a secret no. anymore. Like, we <laughs> always know everything. You know like, what's interesting, though, is that the movie, everyone hated it online, but it also had fabulous ratings. It had four million I want, viewers. I, to, I don't PVR a lot of things. D- despite the I fact that. that social media turned against the movie, yeah. that just actually that gives it more it gave heat. it more. Cult. Yeah. Became cult. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know cults? Dating is quite a cult. (laughs) (laughs) What a segue. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's social media has really changed the dating scene. It's changed every. uh, Social media has changed the whole universe. And no one knows this more than our guest, Christina. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice. Like talk for half an hour and had nothing to do with what the podcast is to do with. Well, that's Welcome that's... to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome is... to our podcast. I think you're gonna like it. I feel like Alice an idiot. I feel like I feel like I blogged about Tinder too soon. Like I went on all those Tinder dates and I I've been done it for like I don't know. I finished it in July. I started in July 2013. I was on Tinder when nobody knew about Tinder. Not to be the hipster of online dating, but I guess I am. And now. Everybody's on Tinder. No, so no, for, no, okay. Let's get let's uh, do this first uh, introduction properly. Now, uh, you, you sort of uh, one of your claims to fame. Now, uh, other than doing stand-up for I, how when did you it's start doing when did you start doing stand-up? I started doing stand-up when I was nineteen. I was uh, at Carlton, like a uh, nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, and uh, and then when oh, wait, so and Carleton University? What were you taking at Carleton University? I actually took journalism. 
Okay. It's oh, what Carlton still is sort of in well, the that's same just sort of, that sort of goes hand in hand with. I, cause I you're, like right because your, your your Tinder experience was almost like a more of a, a almost a kind of a, a journalism exploitation in its own weird way, wasn't it? And I honestly, I never meant it to be that. Like, I didn't even figure out that I should be writing about Tinder until I was five dates in. But right. I literally, I've never online dated before. And you and you never subscribe to any of the other online services of like no. an, an OK Cupid or a no. yeah. so for for and people my, who don't know you yeah. went on what fifty I went on fifty first dates I used Tinder I went on fifty I just wanted to meet new people for I was definitely coming out of a toxic relationship and I wanted to I don't know I I was like I should throw myself in this single pool. Like, I should be dating people that are single. You know? You're going to wash that man right out of your hair. Yeah, I got to wash a bunch that. of other men. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to do. But to actually date, right? You wanted yeah, to get to know. I never, I don't know why. I can get very snag, like, <laughs> I can get very stagnant sometimes in my romantic life. And so I was like, I should, I should go on dates. I should go meet new people. And it didn't even occur to me until five dates in that I should blog about it. And then five dates in, I was like, why, now, why, did, why did you decide to blog about it in the first place? Like, after five dates, you were sort of like... I, I, okay, I remember the date. I remember it perfectly. It was at Barbolo, right? Which is like young and, I don't know, Gloucester or something like that. I show up. I meet this guy. And, uh, and I'm like, hey. And he's like, Christina. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Sits down, whatever. I'm like, so, how's Tinder going for you? And he goes, honestly... I've only been on one date, and I felt the girl was really shy. He goes, how about you? And I go, well, um, my first date drank three times faster than me, which is no easy chore. Pretty cool. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's usually me, actually. I know. Well, it's nervousness. It's like the second guy was like too young for me, so I said about my friend. What's too too young? uh, It was 27. Okay. But I put my like settings to twenty seven, so it's my fault. Right. Was really why nice why guy. not younger than twenty seven? I don't know. I feel creepy. Well, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll say. Okay, my settings on 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 Tinder and Christina set me up for Tinder as well. She, I did. She set oh, me yeah. up. She put me oh, on yeah. a Tinder account, uh, and I've actually only gone on one Tinder date. I've had a bunch. I've had some few a few conversations on Tinder back and forth, but for me. I think I met my. I think I set my age range from maybe like twenty eight to forty two. I feel like a I man's like, range on Tinder is bigger than a girl's. range. Well, because a guy wants to go out with a a, a guy the size wants, matters. A, <laughs> a, a with guy, age, yes, rage, rage. Age ain't nothing but a number. Oh, back to Aaliyah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but guys want to go out with girls that are going to make R. them. What's R. Kelly's age range? I know. <laughs> One of his Tinder dates on video. <laughs> or R. Kelly, just like Kelly, 12 to 18. <laughs> whatever to whatever. Some, Sorry, Dave. Sorry. Some Sorry, we didn't mean to like ruin it. Wow. R. R. Kelly Normally does. we ruin Sean's talking, so this is good. <laughs> I'm R. Kelly and I'm on Tinder and I'm looking for 12 to 14 year olds. <laughs> this is Sugar Jam this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring your own rubber sheets. It's gonna, oh. it's gonna get wet. But no, but guys, uh, when, that's when more it, of a sleepover, really. I know. When, 
when guys... Bring your Sailor Moon dolls. <laughs> so it's November, and I'm looking at a, at a whole bunch of guys with weird creepy mustaches. How'd you meet? Well, we were both Care Bears staring at each other, and uh, next thing we knew. So, Dave, your age range is what? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> what's the lowest you can go? You can't be that low. What's the lowest? You I think it's a, a legal age. Yeah, of course. But actually, you know what? I don't know you how think low... think in Utah, it's like, or in like somewhere else, it's like <laughs> six to... Sorry, go no, finish your bit. Finish your thing. <laughs> I didn't even finish my story, but why okay. my blog? Well, I was okay. Well, we were. <laughs> wow. But what was your what was your per, the... <laughs> what was your age range on Tinder? You, um, twenty-seven to twenty-seven to fifty. Wow, fifty! Like, why would you want to go fifty? You've just I, I figured that not an ageist. Women like, like older I think men. I should be dating forty-something men. I feel like that's yes. good. That makes me They're feel mature. young. First of all. Uh, but I'm 35. I feel like a 40-something man is perfect for me. I just well, I I I just know that like when guys go and 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 men like going out with younger women because it makes them feel younger as well. And we always we want to recapture our youth because even though the older that we get, our bodies might break down, but we still do have like a very immature sort of mentality. I know, and I can in, still in, in, in make the back jokes of our own. Yeah, so. no, no. I mean that that's that's great, and uh, and, but that's why sort of like like women have with like oh. Guys only want to go out with younger women. That's, I mean, women have issues with that. But guys want to go out with younger women because it makes us feel younger. But also at the same time, it's like a, a guy can go out with a younger girl. And just the way that sort of like social media technology and pop culture is that we can often find ourselves going out with a younger girl. And yet that somehow makes us feel older, I know. Which, which, can, which can get even more uncomfortable for a guy. Like do, you, like, do you ever suffer I, I, from that? I feel like I'm a respectable younger woman for a 40-something. Like, if a 40-something-year-old uh, guy wants to go out with a 23-year-old, that's, like, super creepy. But, like, I'm 35. I feel like I'm younger than a 40-something-year-old guy. But I'm, I'm pretty established in the universe. Like, I get what's going on. I don't feel like I'm going to, you know, tank his... Reputation as a human being, I feel like, you know what I mean. Like I feel but like you can I, offer I'm a lot real. to the conversation too. Like you're, you're intelligent. I, I feel like I've got can... like I, I don't have all my shit together, but I feel like I've got a little bit of wisdom. Yeah. I'm not like gonna be like, um, can I get a killer Kool Aid, please? Like I'm not yeah. all that. I'm, I don't know. I'm just like I'm very, I'm subtly normal, and I just go on dates, and it's fine. And I, no, but uh, and, and and why is it that uh, you decided to go the online so, dating route as opposed to just the traditional? I'm going to meet a guy in the workplace or out oh, yeah. wandering at bars and things like that. So, so Tinder is the first, the first online dating experience I ever had. Like I said, so I, I explained the first two dates to you, and then. Uh, the third date I went on, it was like a Monday lunch at Hemingway's, and the guy was clearly a giant cokehead. How, um, how, how was he a giant cokehead? How could you figure that out? He didn't eat anything? Yeah, he, he well, was grinding yeah, he his ordered, teeth? <laughs> it was really cute. He ordered lunch. He never ate it, but he ordered chicken tenders. And then he told me this story about going on another Tinder date with this girl who asked him to buy her blow. And so he bought her blow, and I'm like, wow, you're very... Uh, I don't know. Uh, giving. Giving. Wow, <laughs> cool. you were so... Um, Resourceful. Yeah, you just do whatever you're told, I guess. And then I guess this girl had taken the blow that he bought her and just, like, locked herself in, in a bathroom. Yeah. 
These are all Liberty Village stories, obviously. Oh. You know that, right? <laughs> You're listening to Liberty Village Liberty stories. Village just had an ex- a meth lab explosion. Yeah. Yeah, it's anyways. I, I, but I got like a, just based off all those stories, I'm like, okay, you're a cokehead. And obviously, I'm not a cokehead. Unless it's my birthday, then maybe I'll do one or two. <laughs> of course. Well, There's just, no way you can ever drink all the drinks you get for free on your birthday and no. not stay awake. Unless you do a bumper two. It's I'm not even saying I stay awake a lot after I do the bump. Well, that's, that's like, just that's just done. being courtesy to the uh, the company know, that you're with. I want right? those people that bought me the drinks to like. I, like you want to be entertaining to the people that Look, have provided let's just put for it you. This way. Cocaine is awesome. <laughs> it's it horrible and, re- and expensive, but it's amazing. I know, but well, what about the drip? Something's got to be done about the drip. Well, I was going to say he ordered himself two fingers of water because that's like <laughs> he's going to the washroom every five minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> so, the thing I don't like, the reason I can't do cocaine is because I hate the drip. I hate the drip. People love the drip, though. I hate the drip. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Do you about know what the drip is? For the best. No. It's when you like, take this cocaine up your nose and it goes back into your throat and it gives you a gag reflex. It's like, like That's why you have to drink water all the time. That's why you have to keep drinking water I can't, I or talking. Can't. This is why I hate cocaine. It's the drip. It's not the addiction. It's not the high. I could. All of those things are great, but yeah. I don't like the drip. I can't. I can't. I can't. For me, it's I'm the gay. price point. So this, so this date didn't work out. That date. Sorry. Sorry. So that date was about drugs. The next date happened to be about drugs too. Like this guy I met at the Furkin on King, and he was like, "Hey, I just have to go and drop off some money to a guy at Pizza Pizza at midnight." Uh, <laughs> oh, that's can a. You just like stay here. Nothing weird like, about that. Yeah. I'll pay for the drinks though. Hey, do you have a fiver? <laughs> like, I'm oh. like, Ugh. and then my fifth date, I met this guy, and then it was just like blah blah blah. And then I was like, why am I not writing about this? And then I started writing about it. That's that's incredible. That guys are that there's that many horrible guys. Like, just just no, didn't respect you at all. My blog they there is for a you. lot more. I I wanted to create a, a positive blog because I don't want people to have a fear of being single. So. I mean, yeah, it started out as a bit of a shitstorm, but then I, I I started to shed the other light on the on the dating scene in Toronto, where I'm like, actually, you know, a lot of guys are great. Like, I had a lot of fun dates, so and I'm not a committal person, but there's a lot of good. There's d- a lot did of you good not guys. have at one point there was because I read the blog, uh, yeah. there there was a few points where you were getting a little confused because there was a guy that you actually liked, right? And you were like, wow, I actually like a guy. And then you were sort of confused about... Yeah, that does get confusing. But do you think it's kind of... I mean, but like... I mean, there must have been a part of you at some point to be like, oh, well, I actually like this guy, and maybe I would want to go on a second or third date with him. But also at the same time, I have this blog that I'm committed to about doing 50 dates. Now, were there any hearts that you had to break along the way because you were sort of like, oh, I want to keep dating. I, I'd like to date the second guy, but I got 40 other dudes that I have to go out with. Yeah, maybe. And that's the bad part. It's like I feel like... Have you gone back to... you know, I mean, How many of those guys, when you showed up, just either knew that you were going to be writing about this or knew that they were just one sort of check mark in the chain of other guys you had to be with. I know. Part A notch in your blog post. Part of me wants to be like, checkmate, bitches! <laughs> 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 For all the times guys have done that to girls, like, oh my God, I don't feel guilty at all. I just don't. I feel like 
I don't, I, there are so many guys that have been players over the years. I don't really feel guilty about that. I'm sorry, but I don't. Do you, think so, do you think social media is in some ways has be, allowed women to be a little bit more of a quote-unquote player and, as opposed to guys so. being? Yeah. So it's helped, it's it. helped dating. Well, I think it's sort of I think it's sort of leveled out the playing field in some ways too. Right. Because cuz you do it too. You do online dating. I yeah, but I'm not successful in the way that Christina is just in in the same way that like and I know I I have I I'll have to admit that I have a bit of an issue sometimes when you go uh it's so great to be single. Isn't it great to be single? And I, I love and, being single. And but my single. issue is always like, well, why wouldn't uh, an attractive uh an attractive blonde girl love to be single? Because it's not like, but I mean, you never, but you had a lot of dates yeah. coming your way. And right. when I think that guys are still hunters and, and women in some way are still the sort of like, well, guys are just going to come to me no matter what. Because cause the guys are on the hunt and the women are just sort of like leaning back, yeah. waiting to be found. It's true. Like, I don't feel like, I know, I like, I feel bad. I, I obviously, it's not my intention to break anybody's heart. But I don't feel like your heart can be broken after one fucking date right do you know what i mean like let's keep everything in perspective it's so love at first only, sight you think is a i don't yeah no it's a fallacy i mean i'm not saying i haven't <laughs> fallen in love at first sight because i have but only in my 20s good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to yuck yucks the world's largest chain of comedy clubs in consideration for the performers, please keep your table conversation to a minimum and your laughter to a maximum. And apparently if you talk to SNL actors, it's it's like oh, you could go. replace it with uh, Lauren Michaels in SNL, Andrew Alexander in Second City, Mark Breslin in Yuck Yucks. Allegedly. All of these places are sort of run by people who... Because are making I, fortune. I mean, it's the same story you hear a lot from... It's an comics. entertainment business. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird, ugly business that has its yeah. own rules. Right. And that's yeah. why sometimes it's good to take a step out of it and go, what the fuck is going on? And I, I, even, I work at a real, regular job, and it's not much more fun. I'm in two unions. <laughs> well, too, well, fun. It's not... Uh, I can't even tell you fun. how happy I am on Comedy's the not fun. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you, are you feel better? You've been empowered, right? By I, I am empowered, because I'm like, I'm not living under, you know, somebody's rules, and I'm not... Like, this is the grossest thing about Yuck Yucks. And I think I put this in one of my blogs, but... I don't respect the fact that they make you sign that exclusivity contract. Well, it's not right? legally binding, so anyone could break it if it's they really not. wanted to. Right. Well, that's what I was scared about with Casino Niagara. I'm like, I don't want to lose all my shows. Like, yeah, yeah. And I want my gigs. Like, I was literally kissing his ass for, what, like $125 a pop? Like, oh, I feel so stupid now. But um, just like... I, but that's how it. you do it, right? That's how everyone tells you. This is what you do. The, you do the Yuck Yucks Open, the Amateur Nights, and then he, Mark Breslin takes you aside and you, and you sign this he thing. He puts you on the fast track. And you, yeah, if put your And if fast, you're a woman, that's how you do it in Canada. he gives you like a kiss kiss on the lips, you know, like, you know, some See, that's you guys don't know what it's weird? like to be a chick. But I like, wish I got that. But like, instead of getting like a hug or a handshake, sometimes girls get a kiss on the cheek or with Mark Breslin you get the kiss on the lips. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Well, I mean... It's, it's not sexual, the, yeah. but it's like a swift like... 
No, but it's like, but but okay. At the same time, it's like pulled string. Yeah, it is. Like, and it, it's should. It's, I'm sure. But it's, then you it just breaks the number of uh, human uh, workplace laws. Like, you kiss your boss. Yeah, but then you just don't the, work for him. That's it's that easy. I mean, yeah. If you don't like the gig, don't work there. It's like you know you might but not. I'm saying, Dick, you might. That's I, how you did I, it, I bet right? every. I, but what's weird is the that's kisses. That's how you did it, though. What, but what's weird for me is no, the kisses. The kisses were never the deal breaker for me. Right, yeah. And that's what's kind of sad about me. Like, oh, a man can grab me and kiss me on the lips, and that's not a deal breaker for me. But when, you know, that Casino Niagara thing happened for me, and then I got fired, and then I kept working for the company... (sighs) And then, like I said, I even we got could... the job. Give me a kiss. That, how many fucking rules does that break? Oh. I mean, seriously, I like put up with so many deal breakers. Pardon me. It's no, like but it's he's... true. It's weird. It's like it's like weird. Like, give me a hug. Like, yeah, you're, it's like yeah. It, I just say it's like he's still it's in rape the seventies. It's like yeah. Mark Breslin is in the seventies. Yeah, and thinks he's huge. And I, you know what? There's a weird part of me that feels like Mark Breslin is actually a lot like me. Like oh. I think he's a coward. He's a bad businessman, and I'm a bad businesswoman. <laughs> That's why I'm 35. But, but he can wear a suit like that. Well, it's confrontation's like, a big, uh, you know, is an issue with a lot of people. I know, I'm not good I, at confrontation I've had confrontations either. with the, the comedy club I used to work with, and it was very bad. And I can't ever work there again because of it. And so I, I can relate to Christina's but, problem with your character. I mean, Dave. it's just, you know what? If, if you don't like their business practices, don't work for okay, them. Dave, Dave, in the documentary yeah. you did about yeah. the next big thing, right. Shama oh, Jumder yeah. goes to, goes to go. L.A. Right. Shama Jumder goes to L.A. He's like, I'm not going to do these. Indian character. That, no way. That's uh, insulting to my culture. He's on the... Uh, 9-11 happened. What, no, but, but whatever. The, what's his, the Cecil... Whatever uh, name the show was. Uh, the, Cedric C- the Entertainer. C- yeah. Cedric the Entertainer. He gets on that show. Why does gets, the whitest guy know that? No, but he gets, <laughs> but he gets pulled... Well, but anyway, he gets pulled into the shades, room. Shades he, says, of white. he says, he tells them, I guess, I'm not doing this. I, I told myself I wouldn't do this. He gets pulled into an office with a microphone on, and he gets told, this is it or you're gone. Sure. Next to you, know, cut to him. Hello, everybody. I'm driving a cab, guy. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's things that get. It's show business. Well, I'm, I'm right. To say it's, it's like dirty. if you're an improviser, what are you gonna do? I don't know, jump you know, off a bridge. If, uh, okay. No. <laughs> Should have said. <laughs> that's my suggestion. Well, okay. There's absolute comedy for stand-ups, and there's okay. yuck yucks, right? Uh, well, there's uh, there's. Uh, there's there's yuck yucks uh, and then there's the independent circuit. There's independent, but there's also absolute comedy. Well, no, that's a part of the independent circuit. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is another option. Yes. So I think the problem is there's not a lot of options. It's Toronto. It's not it's the center of comedy. It's just like the phone company. Yeah, but Canada. it's sort of like, it's like you have Rogers you or Bell. What are you going to get? Well, right. okay, but here, okay, here, here's an example. Is it like? You know, if you, you you might not if you work on the line at, at Ford Motors, you might not like every car that you build. You might not like the design. You might not like the color. You might not like this part of your working conditions, and you might not like how the employees are treated here and there and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, hey, who told you to work for Ford in the first place? It's your choice to work there. You could just quit and get another job. That's true. But hey, and- just but. Ford employees start a union to protect themselves. And, can I, can and I, comics oh. have never... We've tried to start unions, but we're all backstabbers, and we all will undercut ourselves to get a gig because we might think it might let, lead us a little bit forward, but we won't start a union, so we can't really bitch and complain okay, when our working our conditions spot. aren't exactly the way that we want them to. Get off the and soapbox, then, Dave. Well, put you, your pants on. Okay, you put me there, and at the end of the day, we can just... 
Leave Yucky Yucks <laughs> All right. and go work on the independent circuit. Christina. All right. So here, I have my hand up. You guys can't see that because you're listening to a podcast. We thought I had to go to the washroom. Hand up. Okay. So I had to get my point Throughout out. all of my drama, I've been um, approached by many lawyers. I mean, like, we have a human rights case. You know, we can sue. You get money. And I obviously, as a stand-up comic, you know I don't care about money. <laughs> <laughs> Why you wouldn't? Yeah. Why would you go For into this For some business? reason, Clearly. I am so happy being a hobo. But I don't even want that, like, immediate dirty gratification of a lawsuit. Even though I know I've been fucked. But I, it's just something I always tell. But here's the thing about this. is the one reason I really did not want to sue Yak Yaks or sue Casino Niagara is because Mark's desperation to hold on to that club was so powerful. He was like, Christina, please. Like, I cannot afford to lose that club. What's his best that franchise? Club yeah. pays their bills on time. And then here's what is the hardest for me, is that a lot of my best friends still work for Yak Yaks. And... Like, Dave, you work for Yak Yaks. Yes, I do. You make money off them. Uh, not a lot, but... I mean, <laughs> no. But, but also... But like, okay. a lot of my friends make money from working from, the, from this company. So, for me to tear it down, you know, even though it's probably what the company deserves, I accidentally am taking away money from all of my friends. And I don't want... I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to destroy... Nobody ever accused you of wanting to shut the club down. I... I, Well, Marcus accused me of this. Well... So, I don't want to be responsible for taking money out of my friend's pockets. If anything, I want to do the opposite. I want to put money in my friend's pocket. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like Yuck Yucks needs that casino more than the casino needs... Yuck yucks. So it's just sort of like he has to kind of bow his head to them. And I'm not saying that, you know, by no means am I agreeing with what either party did. And I think both of them fucked up in, in their own departments. But as far as like, I mean, yeah, I do work for him. But the other option for me is to go, like in Toronto, there was Absolute and there was the Laugh Resort. Two clubs that really restricted a lot of comics would say what you could say on stage. And the one thing that I do always have to give credit for is that Mark does, in some when it comes to what we can say on stage, Mark goes to bat for the comics, and Mark probably gives works to a lot work to a lot of comics that probably couldn't make it on the independent scene. I got eyes like Terry Clement and Jason Rouse and even Darren yeah. Frost. Yeah. I don't know if Darren Frost. Darren Frost. I don't know if Darren Frost could go to the independent scene and work for a, 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 an absolute or a laugh shop in out west. And that's very so, true. And that's and so in some departments that he does uh, tremendous good for comedy, even yeah. in the sense that if you go to the states and you go to see a show, the host is the worst comic on that show. And, and, see, and that's and, definitely like. And then the, the one thing that Mark actually did was he changed the format of what a comedy club is, and that the host is equally as strong um, as the headliner. For sure. And so it's like when you go to see a show there, it's like it's like the host is a great, and yeah. in the middle, and the feature is usually pretty good, and in the headliner is great. But I do notice that in America, I feel like the host is like in America at a comedy club, the host is never. Even hosts now, so, 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 even I, my I, friends that do host comedy shows in America, they're like, "Oh, hosting's not cool." 
But every good thing but that he's Canada done. But in Canada, hosting is cool. But, Trust but, me, I worship Mark Breslin for more years than all of you guys combined, probably. Like, but, but both I thought he was Martin Short for years. <laughs> I've never worshipped him. In some ways, you just kind of make a choice. Well, do I go to a club that, A, you know, doesn't respect well, what I do and is going to limit what I say? Or do I go, do I... choose the uh, conditions of the place that I'm working in? And uh, and be allowed to do what I want to do. Here's another thing I love about Yak Yucks, all right, is that when I came back to Canada, you know, from like Sorry. from LA. Oh yes. Uh, you know, with Yak Yucks, there there's this like great. You get to be lazy because you have all these agents working for you. Like you have a corporate agent. It breeds laziness. Fundraise. It yeah. does breed laziness. Yeah. When, when and were... um, and club club agents. And so they're booking you across the country, right? So you just taking to a do phone call, going, "Okay, where?" You don't have to do anything. Right. Right? Well, it's not it's not a lot of money, but you don't have to do anything, and so you get very complacent. Like, and I feel like I feel like I I was getting stagnant, and I wasn't being inspired anymore, and I wasn't trying to write and trying to do open mics, and you know, somebody's like. Do you want to do my show? I'm like, does it pay anything? Like, I don't even want to leave, like get off my couch unless it's at least well, a hundred dollars. Like, and I don't mean to be that kind of like snooty guy because that actually makes me a bad comic. Well, I think that's tough. Developing. You got to pay the rent. Right? Well, I think that's yeah. that's another way that sort of uh, that yuck yuck system keeps comics. It keeps comics in, working for yuck. Well, also in 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 their place because yeah. at, at, a, at a certain yeah. age, we're sort of like. Well, it's fucking shit. How I've I've been with Yuck Yucks for twenty five years. I don't know how to get my own gigs. I, I've been in a system where I can just sit at home, wait for the phone to ring, or or That's a fax, or a so fax true. to come in. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it about dating? It's about dating and Yuck Yucks. How often do stand ups date each other? Just oh, oh. often. Too much. And you and you work also in the restaurant industry, so it's like it must yeah. be a constant. Totally. I can't work. I mean, outside of <laughs> what shift is he on? Outside of the online dating, do you find that the stand-up world or the comedy world is absolutely? A, it's a good place Whatever to meet. Whatever the question is, I'm gonna say absolutely. <laughs> no, is it a good place to meet people to date? Oh man, you know similar interests. Like, I'm gonna say my personal preference, and I'm not gonna speak for all of women, but um. No, go ahead. You I speak for all women. I, I I can't help it, but because I've been doing comedy for so long, I just. I'm not attracted to a lot of men on the outside world, and I just organically am attracted to men who are comedians, and I feel oh, bad. What do you call them? The others? <laughs> <laughs> the regulars? I have no names for them, but I can't help it. I like. I never. I can go on it. You know, as you guys know from my Tinder blog. I could go on dates with sixty men and it'll be fun. <laughs> At once in what, one night. Now you have a, new, a different record. nights, you guys. Different nights. You have a new blog, right? Yeah, it's and, called Resisting Marriage because okay. I don't want to get married and I feel bad, Sean. Now, know. why don't you want to get and married? And I love Sean's wife, by the way. <laughs> I mean, okay, marry you... your wife. It's not like my wife. Everyone wants to marry my wife. I know. Too. Everybody <laughs> loves Sean's wife. Yeah, I Sean, do. you better watch it. I do. I do watch it. Okay, wait. When but, Sean said his wife's at a rap party, do you think? Like, because done filming party. No, I think because, seriously. No, I'm answering this seriously because uh, Sean's a mustache. A, <laughs> Sean's mustache, but Sean's a little bit more with it. So I think if he was implying a, 
typical rap no, party. No, no. I think he would say hip hop party. Yeah, right. And oh. when I say rap party, because I know Jamila's in the film biz, I and she would be Jamila. going. She like, was going to rap She's on an episode of Me Day, just so you guys. Jamila J. We've been to Amsterdam together. Well, like, I love your wife. See, I was going to say, this is how I, I date when I dated. It was. <laughs> no, it was always. Um, Doing a show, like I met Jamila doing a show with Scott. Exactly. And that's, that's how you always how it was either workplace yeah. or doing a show is always how, or high school. That's, that's always exactly. how. It, like a common place with a yeah. person that you're working with them in some capacity. Although now that's pretty tricky because you could get sexual harassment or. It is tough. Know. Yeah, how can the you sexually harass my own girlfriend right at work? Well, but I, was, I was going to throw the question back at you guys and being like, like, how do you feel? Like, I feel like not. Like, no offense to all the men out there, but I feel like sometimes it's kind of boring to go out on a date with, with it, somebody who's not creative. And then you go out on a date with somebody who is creative, like you guys. And it just, I can't help you it, but it sparks me, something. It's, it's more relatable. <laughs> well, that's why it's Jamila and I got relatable. along, because yeah. I'm like, wow, I don't have to worry about the regular world kind of stuff. But I mean, she just I, So what about me. for you guys? Well, I mean, You're but, connecting with creative women. I'm married too. I'm married. Scott, Scott met we met at Second City. Second City. My wife, Noreen. All right, cute. That's the only thing that place is good but for. But it's someone who gets your references. That's my key but thing. But I do notice this, and I think it might be an ego thing, and this might get me in trouble for saying, but I feel like some creative men don't want a girlfriend that is in the biz. They want somebody who is... You know, they off want the someone grid. with a job. They want <laughs> yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn right. Someone from pay for my bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I need some headshots. Yeah. Go to work. Right. I feel like a lot of and this is and a sweet me life like insurance policy. Dick. Yeah, you have dental. I love you. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Yeah. Get me on your get me on your dental and medical and get a good life insurance policy. Yeah, and some icy steps. <laughs> <laughs> But Dave, Dave dates a lot, right? Well, uh, not do. as much as I'd like Plenty to, but, but like, and I don't yeah, da- to, like... dating always gets in the way when your girlfriend wants to see you every weekend. <laughs> it's funny how whenever it comes up to dating and women, me and Dave also we start squirming our. Well, I don't know what you're talking about dating and women. Well, what, you can be any kind of woman. Well, what have you heard? Yeah, <laughs> but but dating on the line, I want I always want to get this in, is now like cool and normal. Right. We have friends that got married and they met online and they were like. Don't tell anyone. It I know like it, it used to be a sort of like, oh, really? Why do you have to do that? Yeah, it used what's... to be taboo. Now it's like it's normal. It's, like, like, it's the fucking internet. We're all using it. But, well, you know what I think? But we should call it the fucking internet, shouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. By, now it's, now it should, by now it should just be the fucking internet. Hey, you know yeah. what I read on the fucking internet today? No, uh, no. What, what the fuck did you read? On oh, the fucking internet, I read this. No, one day we could smart talk like that. But uh, one of the things is about one of the the no grinder. Me and you and grinder. Well, Grindr said it at all. Shouldn't we call Grind him? Anyway, what's the deal with Tim? I was going to ask you this. Yes. I'm like, to bring it back to the last Dating. conversation before yeah. we move on to the other one. I feel like a lot of guy comics would rather have a girlfriend that's not in uh, the comedy business. I feel like, I don't know, they'd rather a fan than another creative soul. I think a guy that goes out with a fan has a, I mean... Well, I think every comedian has insecurity issues, and I yes. think comedy. What do you mean by that? I think comedy. <laughs> I think comedy. 
I think I think well I think uh, comedy show business entertainment and any career that is a look at me sort of like uh, yeah. you know uh, profession uh, is a magnet for damaged people so it's like I think when a comic goes out with a fan they're like I want to go out with uh, I want to go out with someone who's looking up to me especially if it's someone that met them for the first time when they were on stage that's why I prefer to get to know someone. Uh, or I prefer, to, for, for, I prefer someone to get to know me as the guy off stage first before yeah. they get to know the guy on stage because the on stage guy is a, is a, a hyper extended, you know, turn the volume up sort of version of myself. But uh, I wouldn't want anyone to be like, oh man, why'd you, man, why'd you have a rape closer? Would you, so, ever, you, know, would, you like, ever, would you ever have a date? Like, why would you do that? It's your closer. last joke. Yeah, <laughs> a rape closer. I used to do a rape would you closer. Ever, would, uh, so, would you ever have a guy? Uh, I'm a Tinder date and go. Actually, I'm performing at such and such place. Oh, I hate inviting no, I people. I, 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 and I have had connections with people online, or maybe gone on one date with a guy, and he wants to come see me perform. I am like the reverse uh, self promoter, where I'm like, no. I don't want you to come see my show. I don't think there's any seats left. I don't. I don't yeah. I don't. I don't want... See, that, well, that would be weird. The last time a guy that I was dating, not even dating, I got on like one date with him. He comes to see my show, and then I don't know how to get rid of him after the show. I feel bad about saying that, but like... But I was like, oh, like, I want to... Like, you know how it is. After our show, there's like tons of people to talk to. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad kettle call. It's like... To bring a man into, or I get for like uh, a dating kind of scenario. It's and not that like, I do a lot of oh, shows. Oh, I'm going to talk to a yeah. whole bunch of people. But before a show, a I don't want to talk like, to anybody. Before a show, I don't want to. Before a show, I'm definitely not talking to anybody. Throw up on after you. a show, I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> but just uh, so you have to like show, take yeah, a piece yeah, yeah. of my attention. You're not going to get all my attention, and I feel bad. But for, I mean, for me, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a, tr- I'm a tr- I am to a certain degree attracted to like strong, confident, and funny chicks. Yeah. And but I know guys might see that as intimidating. But so it would be kind of weird that like a guy would probably see definitely see a girl differently after she got off stage and being in because comedy is a lot about being in control of like and being able to manipulate someone with laughter and shit that you say. <laughs> so if you're on stage, so if a guy sees you. Doing a great set in front of like a hundred people, he might be a little bit more like, oh, I'm maybe I'm not as. Con-. That, do you ever find that a guy would sort of his confidence would sort of get knocked down a little bit? I'm too, more worried about funny. the gu- what the guys will think about after they hear all my waxing jokes <laughs> or my lack of waxing jokes. <laughs> but do you like? <laughs> but. <laughs> That's He's exciting now. You want to go down on me now? Ex- you know what? When, that right, Dave. November. Anyway. When you when you put down when you put your hand when down there. When you're November in your pants, it's just like weird. <laughs> I, I was noticing on Instagram that you and Kathleen were in Prince George. I, I posted my blog about doing looked, a strip club gig with her. Right, today. and you did a Tinder date in Prince George. And I those never guys, did a Tinder date there. Those guys were there. pathetic. The, the... Oh, I never did a Tinder date there. We just what, went out with the, oh, the guy. We made him. We made him drive us through the McDonald's drive-through. At the end of the night, I went to like, does that all. We I took like, a cab through the McDonald's. We were like, <laughs> um, I win. We were like, we were like, can you just? Um, sorry, we don't mean to be um, high maintenance, but can we go to McDonald's before you drop us off? 
And then he goes, How big of a beard did he have? Uh, <laughs> and he goes, Fine, but no shredded lettuce. And then we were like, Oh, I never shredded lettuce, but you know what? When you think about it, shredded lettuce, it makes a big mess. <laughs> like, like I say, what you didn't want the mess of the shredded lettuce around? Yeah, because uh... it was his car, and you know when you get like a McChicken, and then like all the little shredded lettuce pieces. Yeah, like, but you're eating out. with your hands. It's not like you're devouring it out of the the tray. No, I seen. I found shredded lettuce at places I don't want to find shredded lettuce. Where's the weirdest place you found food? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's that's true. No, that's, I found a cheeseburger I, in bed. What scares me is he's it's done like this you before. wake up and you're like, there's shredded lettuce everywhere. And like, even when I was because we drove up to Prince George, I boarded my mom's car, and uh, but I found shredded lettuce everywhere, like between the seats and like in <laughs> but the. But he's done that shit. before. Then like, doesn't it tell you that he's done this before? You know what? Uh, fool me that. once, shredded lettuce. I've never fool heard of this. Fool me twice. Shredded I've no never shredded heard lettuce. of a no shredded lettuce policy in cars. But you know what? <laughs> Honestly, like it seems so weird at the time. He was like, fine. But no shredded lettuce. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know but what? But then at was... the end of the day, I think he's actually pretty fucking But you were with Kathleen. Maybe yeah. it's just issues. In the back with... seat and he was driving creepily in the front seat. Yeah. That's why I picture it. I think it maybe was, you know what it was all it was creepy. And you were holding each other like like a Scooby Doo mystery. <laughs> Are we gonna live? <laughs> Jacob, but then Kathleen, Kathleen wrote me first thing in the morning, right? Because like you know we never you alive. She writes she writes me at like nine thirty in the morning. She's like just woke up, surrounded by just trying to live. <laughs> <laughs> Flakes everywhere. Oh, it's like David Hasselhoff. It's like style, the dandruff right? of like produce. It's just everywhere. It just I'm gonna like open a restaurant everywhere. called Hasselhoff where everyone eats that burger on the floor. Now I know from dating comics in my in my own past, but I've, I've always said that the first thing always has to be I need to find them funny. Because I've always said that I can fake I love you, but I can't fake I think you're funny. You can right. fake I love what a dick. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I ask you well, how much? How important is a guy's profile on on Tinder? Uh, or, and what are the worst profile photos? Because I'm always first sight. I'll like, tell I, you. I'll tell you what are immediate swipe lefts for me. I don't like any guy with a gun in their photo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Christine Von. What about a water gun? <laughs> super. Put soaker? the gun down, Christine. Put it down. What if it's a water? Yeah. What if it's a super soaker on Pride yeah. Week? You know. <laughs> Be like, are you? I don't like that. I don't like any guy who like holds a fish up. Christina, what's your your ideal man? What's your ideal man? I don't <laughs> think I have a type. I don't think I have a type. Everybody I think has I a just type. no, I don't. I just I well, can't explain days, it, she'd... guys. I don't have a type. I just like who I like. Yeah, I no. can't explain it. But when I see you and I like. Once I meet you, I like who I like. But a smile is important. What a else? Smile super important to me. Um, Bank account. No, I don't give a shit. I've liked lots of broke guys. Yeah, but doesn't that get that must be insane after a while? Just like how often no, can you, you pick up the tab? What would you? You're like what? What if a guy took bought like a, a six pack of like uh, ciders and just said <laughs> we're going to the park and we're going to drink them under a bridge? Would you be cool with that? Totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but a guy is so intimidated about being his his, his genuine self on on a date. <laughs> That's what's so interesting about men. You guys are all so paranoid about like having money. And well, because like women actually have big hearts. We will like you if you're a good person. I know. And you maybe don't you have to impress us. 
with if you will cook her money, ingredients in the in the fridge and make her dinner. I you're all say, like. I would say that that's because you are an artist. See, that's why for me, being married to an artist works because she doesn't really care about jobs and things like that. Okay? <laughs> she doesn't care. I already told everybody on the podcast I love Jamila. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. So that's yeah. why probably I would say you don't care. But if you were someone who worked at Scotia Bank or something like that, she wouldn't be here though. That's she wouldn't be here talking. To us right, about. but you know what I mean. There are women who do really care about I that know. kind of stuff. I think I know there are women out there like that. I'm personally not one of them. I just I like who I like. But guys do feel like they have a lot to live up to. That's why we're sort of really sort of worried about sort of show, saying our insecurities and saying you I know, have th- insecurities too, but they're just not money related. But it's the whole thing when you but, see it. Like a supermodel, people go, oh, she must be ass all the time, so a guy won't go up to her and talk to her because she, oh, I'm sure she's... Yeah. And then you have the guy, you know, you know, the Lewis from uh, Ghostbusters. Hello, would you like the coat? You know what? No one's ever asked me for a costume. <laughs> because men do get intimidated by women. Yes. I love that. You know, the thing about John Gomez's story is, it was funny at first, and then it got really not funny quickly. It got creepy, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, oh. Well, I don't think not- it was ever funny. I do feel like I was reading, like, 18 blogs a day. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. Everyone, had, everyone I, you know, then there's one jerk who does the big thing that was like, people make all the same joke, and then someone goes, Hey, turn down all your stupid jokes, everybody. Takes the high road. I hate that. Oh, oh I hate yeah, the I, I hate the white mean. knight, the white knight that comes out. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And hey. whenever this someone, isn't funny, guy. Stop making jokes hey, about. Hey, she's a person. She's a human being with real feelings. Maybe she's a mom or someone's daughter or sister, and we should look out for people like her. Come on, guys. And then thinking about like the whole new voice th- he has. Yeah, thinking the whole time. <laughs> And the whole time, the guy's thinking, oh, maybe she's going to find out who I am, and then we're going to date. Like Kim Kardashian's ass. Like Kim Kardashian's ass. I made the joke about the lunar lunar landing on her ass, as I understand. And then Mark Critch does the same pretty much fucking tweet I did, but he gets 565 fucking fame. Well, yeah, they're they're likes. They're not not dollars or anything that you can (laughs) really... Yes, they are. To me, they're they're money. Well... In my mental (laughs) bank. In my esteem bank. Yeah, your ego bank. Yeah, my esteem bank been robbed lots of times. Tell me about it. (laughs) Gunman came in. I think think it's okay to make fun of the Gian Gomeshi story as long as you're making fun of Gian. Uh, sure, so yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely is a target. That that's the thing. Easily... I feel like that's the scary thing. When you're a comedian, I feel like whenever a big news event happens, everybody looks at your page to see if you're going to make a clever joke yeah. about it. Right. And I, I I don't know. You guys know me well. I'm not into being political. It, nothing scares me more than being political. You know what my favorite photo for uh, every girl, both on uh a, a dating site is you Clean know, it shot, baby. You, well, no, when when they put the camera up like this and they yeah. shoot downwards at themselves, you sort of like. I know you think that your boobs are your best, but it's like. <laughs> but it's a pair of dirty socks in the corner that are ruining the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, or have you ever seen that photo on Facebook or or online where the girls doing the uh, shot up like this and it's in the bathroom and there's a big turd in the toilet? Oh. Have you seen that? No. Oh well. <laughs> you I lived don't think it. You know. <laughs> There's too much of a pause between your answer and... Uh, For me, I'm like, oh my god, I don't think you know who my friends are because we send each other Snapchats of our poos all the time. By the way, uh, Snapchat is there forever, too, by the way. That's the whole... I know, because yeah. people take, like, screenshots of Snapchats yeah. now, so they've ruined Snapchat forever. Now's your Snapchat. <laughs> I know. Snapchat. <laughs> that's a good one. 
Oh, the snap shit. I write the names of my movies before I actually write the movie. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're so bad. Oh, man. Okay, let's...